This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. First, let's begin the Sour Z News with the perfect story for Jen to lead with. <laughs> Celebrities who have had sex with ghosts. Yes, let's talk about it. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Kesha is number one on the list. She says, I don't know his name, but he was in my house and he just started like caressing me. It was a sexy time, but it wasn't like sex. Now, does she go into detail, like, as to what did he look like? Could you actually see him? No. Was he invisible? Nope. Where were you? Were you in the kitchen doing the dishes? Were you in bed? Like, what, what was you know, the activities surrounding maybe, maybe she goes into greater detail in it elsewhere. Here, that's all the details I have. That's all you My got? My question that's is, if you are asleep and you have, like, a sexual dream mm-hmm. that is, feels very real... Do you Maybe. think that is sex with a ghost? Yeah, I suppose it's possible. Why not? Well, you might wake up thinking so. Yeah, for sure. And in Nicole Smith, a ghost would crawl up my leg and have sex with me at an apartment a long time ago in Texas. I was freaked out about it, but then I was like, well, you know what? He's never hurt me, and he just gave me some amazing sex, so I have a pro- I have no problem. Was it a very short ghost? I don't know. How did she feel like crawl up her leg? That's scary. Did he have to crawl up her leg? Maybe he started just at the bottom and crawled up the leg. Got it. You know. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. Side note, when Jen and I were coming up the elevator this morning together, we agreed that today's going to be a day. Excellent. I I had a rough start. We're off to Yeah. All right. So here we go. Bobby Brown. One night I woke up to the sensation. Do you guys see a theme with all these people so far? Oh, yeah. Way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby B. Yeah. Kesha, Bobby Brown, Anna Nicole. Yeah. One night I woke up to the sensation of a woman on top of me. I looked up and in the mirrors I could actually see a white woman straddling me on the bed. Wow. The sensation felt exactly like sex. I could feel my mm inside of her and everything. Wow. That's Bobby. Okay. Lucy Lou. Some sort of spirit came down from God knows where and made love to me. It was sheer bliss. I felt everything, and then he floated away. See, wow, maybe that's like that the perfect is. day, right? That's yeah. like the perfect one-night stand. So Coco Austin, who is married to Ice-T. Yes. I was watching TV. I was sitting on the couch, and I was wearing a nightie, and I felt my dress move up my leg. I looked down and got freaked out. I pushed it down, watched TV, felt it again, and I could see it being pulled up, and then I felt a guy breathing in my ear. Wow. That's a little more. That one's a little more creepy because she was like, you know, was she awake high? just sitting there watching TV. And finally, Dan Aykroyd. Somebody crawled in bed with me once and I thought, I'm just going to roll over and snuggle up next to it. 
Maybe that guy was gay and he wanted to have some fun. I'd be surprised if I was his type, but when you're dead, you'll take what you can get. I thought maybe you Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> you know. From the act, because you're thinking Ghostbusters. From Ghostbusters. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So there you go. Okay. Happy Halloween. All right. Well, if you want to weigh in with you, hey, maybe that's your question of the day, if you haven't already decided oh, that. Oh, I already, already, oh, can we already you? did one. But oh, that would have been a fun like Facebook. Yeah, I just want to hear, like, well, just what was your ghost encounter? You know, sexual or otherwise. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. We could save it for tomorrow, Jeff. Sure. Whatever. Uh, quick break. We'll get to Meg Ryan and Justin Timberlake here in just a few moments. Hang on. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com young people want less sex and more platonic relationships in their movies and tv you sure about that well well, this is what they're saying according to a ucla study members of gen z have quote grown tired of stereotypical heteronormative storytelling that valorizes romantic and or sexual relationships, especially ones that are toxic. Hmm. Instead, they are looking for more representations of friendship, which is a core aspect of adolescence and social well-being. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, hmm. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think that is? Well, you could argue, I mean, they're just pelted with it you know they've been pelted with it probably their entire lives so maybe they are craving something more substantive from movies and tv shows since you know the point was made by one expert who argued you know they've got access to any kind of porn they want at the click of a button and they are able to find it easily (laughs) right (laughs) yeah as opposed to like you know maybe when we were young where we had to we had to work for it. We had to find Dad's stash of magazines, <laughs> or we had to, you know, look at the cable all messed up because they were blocking the sex channel. Well, and there was so little of it. I mean, it, it, it was so taboo back then. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. Are you watching Scrambled Playboy Channel? God. <laughs> I mean, I can remember when there was that there was that movie with Tom Cruise that he was in. It was the football movie. I can't remember what. He was a high school football player, and Leah Thompson was his... Is that her name? It was his girlfriend, and there was this 30-second sex scene in it, and we thought it was like, all oh, the right my, moves. yes, all the right moves. And that would when that came out on video, that was something that we would, like, stop and watch rewind. Rewind. Play stop over and, and over rewind. That's so stop funny. Rewind. Yeah, yeah, but also, like, you can see sex on 8 p.m. television now. Sure. I mean, it's, it, like... Back in the day, they weren't really supposed to show sex or anything like that until 10, I think. Right. Now it's, like, everywhere. Right. So if the result like of, of that, if, if the result of that availability is actually changing the needs and desires of Gen Zers, of young people, where they're craving more... Substance. Substantive friendships and relationships. And and what you said um, platonic, right? 
Yeah, yeah. They're looking for platonic. Well, I, you know, the other thing is they're probably, they struggle so much. I mean, depression and loneliness is so high in that age group because of all of the, in the phones all the time, you know, they've just forgotten how to do face-to-face relationships. That's right. Maybe, Fritch, and, you quoted a statistic earlier about that. You said one yeah. out of four kids between 18 and what? I actually read a article this morning kids, that was adults. talking about one in four adults feels lonely, mostly between the ages of 19 and 29. So, yeah, I mean, they're looking for that in their entertainment to, 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 to feel it. Right. And maybe need a little help in learning how to. Totally yeah. makes How sense. How to be with other people. Or they just want to see it. Yeah. Like, they're not getting it. So I, And they may not even want it, want it, but they want to see it. Yeah. That's encouraging. That they're becoming that they numb want that. to the... No, I think it's encouraging that, they're, that they desire that. Like, that, that would only... If if the if the studios and the producers listen, you know that would only improve the quality of the programming. You would hope. So you think the pendulum is going to swing back into more wholesome programming? Oh, maybe. I mean, maybe just, more just less. Patterns. Well, less <laughs> gratuitous trash, as my mother would call it. Yes. You know? I also feel like it's it's probably easier for them to write that kind of stuff. You know, friendship. Right. It feels like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You think it's not? You think it's easier to write all the smut stuff? Yes, I don't know. Probably. Well, <laughs> no. I mean, I would agree. It's probably easier to write smut. But Past Lives, the movie that I told you guys about, is right. a perfect example of the kind of content they're seeking. Yeah, but isn't that ultimately a romance? It is, but it's also well, it's that, and it's deep, deep friendship. Yeah. And and I don't well I don't want to give too much away I I'd, I'd rather you see it but as a Gen Xer I found it incredibly satisfying and fulfilling and just refreshing okay. and I said it was the best movie I'd seen all year I'm trying to think of the last movie that I saw that would top that really recently. so maybe even more than just a year yeah wow. really good I highly recommend it go see Past Lives or or stream it or. Whatever. Whatever you do. Find it. I yeah. would also add about this story. There are so many channels, streaming services, everything, that there's room for both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah, the sure. smut's not going away. Anytime. No, it's <laughs> not. both. Because now that the older generations have access to it, they're not letting it go. Right. Now, <laughs> there are the rom-coms that are a little lighter. They're not as deep. They're not as complex. They're... A little more easily digestible, like the Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks movies from back Which in the day. Which were so or, great. Or Billy Crystal. They were just, those were wonderful movies. They were great. Sleepless in those, Seattle, You've Got Mail. Do they, any Metzali. of those have like sex sex scenes in them? Or is it all no? just, yeah. No, they so. are friendship movies, essentially. They're, well, when, when Harry and Sally hook up, but I mean, it's like they're kissing and then they're in the bed after it's oh, the, you know they right. nothing. <laughs> the greatest is and like the looks on their faces after that was the greatest scene he's like in shock and she's just all <laughs> in seventh heaven yeah <laughs> billy crystal's expression man yeah. that was great <laughs> anyway meg ryan we mentioned this because meg ryan is back after taking an eight-year hiatus from hollywood i guess uh i thought she quit but i guess she we were on a break yep she said, no, we were on a break. <laughs> she says, I felt like there were just so many other parts of my experience as a human being that I wanted to develop. And, I, you know, you can't do that when you're working all the time. 
it's nice to think of it as, as a job and not a lifestyle. And that's a great way of navigating it for me. She's a mom of two. Uh, she shares 31-year-old Jack Quaid oh with her God, ex-husband, he's Dennis. 31. Yeah, Jack is 31. Jeez. Isn't that nuts? Yes. And she had a baby with Dennis Quaid? She had a baby with Dennis Quaid, Jack. And he is now 31 years old. She also has an 18-year-old daughter named Daisy, who she adopted in 2006. I don't remember that. I do remember that. Do you? Yeah. I forgot, but I remember (laughs) her rom-com comeback, What Happens Later, hits theaters November 3rd. That'll be fun. It's got David, that's David David name. That'll be interesting to see if the two of them have any chemistry. He's aged well. He looks good, doesn't he? I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. So. Yeah. I saw the trailer, but I don't really remember. Hmm. It'll be sweet. All right. Justin Timberlake, obviously not happy about Britney Spears' new book, The Woman and Me. Get out of here. I know. Has he said Shocker. anything yet? Well, a so called source says Justin is not at all happy about what has come out in this book. He has not reached out to Brittany at all about any of this, and he is not going to because there is nothing he can say to her. Brittany, on the other hand, is in a great place. She said, doing this book has given Brittany life, and she really doesn't care who is offended by anything in it because it is what happened. Hmm. And it's been a financial windfall for her. I saw this She's going to make a lot of money off the book, but her music sales also have jumped since it came out on Tuesday. She gets 25, is that a lot, 25% of all book sales? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's, I read that yesterday. The statistic is every, she gets 25% of every book sold. Is yeah, that good? I, I that's what so. I said to Jen, I don't know. I mean, what do you typically get? So. I don't know. You know, and, and this is what I've been told about writing books, that if you're going to make money on writing books, you need to sell a lot of them. Well, she did. That it's, you know, not very many people get rich being authors. I'll bet back in the day, though, you could probably make some pretty good money. Yeah, without when, having a sell. When there that weren't many. that many authors out there, right? Well, <laughs> that and just yeah, when there weren't all these, um, you know, digital, uh, you know, getting it like reading it online yeah. kind Platforms, of deals. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not that different from music, where the yeah. artists aren't making anywhere nearly as much money. The ones yeah. who make it. Yeah, I've heard if you make a buck or two off a book, my friend one, wrote, you're wrote doing two, good. two books. She's gone to New York, met with publishers, all that. They go through the editing process. They she got like a upfront. I'm gonna just. Say and like, advance. Like advance. It's forty. Here's you get. You're getting forty thousand dollars. We're buying this book. Here's your check for forty G. Mm-hmm. And then after it sells X amount, some sort of point. Yeah. She makes money after that. They make their forty grand back, and then they and then they start yeah. giving you money. So, start giving. You know, money. it's her side hustle. So that if was a nice lucky. check for two book. You know, she's sure. done now two books. There's oh, all cool. this speculation that this is just Britney's first book that she's going well, to start. Where does this story end? I. It's I, a trilogy, Jen. So it ends, um, she's still married, or get I guess engaged to Sam, because at the end she does, I haven't gotten there yet, but of course I've read all the spoilers, but she has like a love dedication to him at the end. So, well, I bet that, you know, when that. They're, they're not together now. Right. So. She's got to write a book about what has happened since the conservatorship ended. Oh, yeah. And also, like, I feel like she's glossing over a lot of things really like she doesn't talk a ton like she'll be like oh i was on tour and she'll talk about being on tour but she doesn't talk about a lot of the little things that happened probably while she and it's was a on relatively tour. Sh- which makes me think that there is another book be- or this was just rushed because it's less than 300 pages yes i think so it was not rushed. that big of a it's not a Mm-mm. huge book no i mean i've been listening to it on the way to work 
each day, and I'm more than halfway through it. Yeah. You know. Well, speaking of major female pop stars, Madonna has been officially certified by the Guinness Book of World Records as being the biggest-selling female recording artist of all time. Oh, wow. I should say she's been recertified because she's held the record since 2009, and no one else even comes close. The top five is rounded out by Rihanna, Mariah Carey, Taylor Swift, and Beyonce, with as much as Taylor Swift is in the news, you would have thought she would have been a close second, but yeah. not yet. She's got a ways to go yet. While Guinness doesn't give exact sales figures, it notes that Madonna herself claims to have moved more than 400 million records, albums, singles, and digital downloads. So, I don't know. They're working on the honor system at Guinness? What's the story? Yeah. What is the deal? <laughs> While she's the best-selling female artist, she's only the fourth on the all-time list behind... The Beatles at number one, Elvis Presley at number two, and Michael Jackson at number three. Hmm. So that would put her at number four if those numbers are accurate. Eminem is milking that whole mom spaghetti line from Lose Yourself. Oh, yeah. There's vomit on his sweater already, yeah. mom spaghetti. Exactly. Well, First, <laughs> he had the like the window, right, in Detroit where you could go get it. He opened a pop-up restaurant. He turned it into a permanent restaurant in Detroit. Now he's selling mom's spaghetti in jars. Website is live now, and you can sign up for, quote, first access to the sauce and future mom's spaghetti updates. So it's just the sauce. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like it is. So do you think you would try it? Sure. Why not? I mean, if he puked it up because he was nervous. It's got to uh, be good, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I always kind of assumed the spaghetti with, with his relationship with his mother and from what I know about his mom, I didn't imagine her to be a really great cook. Yeah, you felt like it would have already been something so, out of a jar. So, yeah, maybe. exactly. She so wasn't I'm, making I'm, homemade sauce. Yeah, I don't think so. So <laughs> I could be wrong. Maybe that was her thing. Kim Basinger but... wasn't in the kitchen. <laughs> That's who his mom is in the movie. Right. Hey, speaking of gross, Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes have been doing a secret handshake after the Chiefs score a touchdown. And on Sunday, so that's not the gross part. I mean, it's dumb, but it's it not is. gross. Uh, on Sunday, they added a chest bump. Well, O.J. Simpson, this is where it gets gross. O.J. Simpson works as a co-host on the It Is What It Is YouTube show as an NFL analyst. I guess Simpson upset fans of Taylor Swift and the Chiefs when he made an inappropriate comment about the women's celebration. Did you see where Brittany Mahomes and um Taylor Swift chest bump? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I thought it was uh, interesting uh, that my bowlers was hitting each other, you know. Little turn on. Little turn on. What did he say? He said, he they're said boulders. They, they bumped boulders into each other. Yeah. It was a little turn on. That's dumb. Yeah, that's creepy and gross. I'm with you. Yeah. Ew. Gross. Ew. All right. How would you like to book an Airbnb at some place famous like the Tahoe Lake Tahoe Mansion from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Yeah. You could stay there for $9,000 a night. The mm -hmm. Tucson Villa from Succession located in Siena, Italy, 7000 a night. Now that would be cool. Harry Potter's childhood home, former bed and breakfast in England for $184 a night. I would gift that to Emma. 
He's the, the big Harry Potter fan of the family. The Bachelor Mansion in Malibu, $30,000 a night. No way. That place has got to have tons of germs. Stains. <laughs> it's, uh, immediately, we're, don't go in the fantasy suites, all I'm going to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> the buyer's house from season four of Stranger Things is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You can stay there for three thirty-two a night. Hmm. That'd be kind of cool, that actually. That might be kind of fun. What about like celebrity houses like Graceland and, you know, places where people used to live? I want to stay at the couple. Brady Bunch house. Yeah. That would be fun. And uh, the Swan House from Twilight, home of Bella and her dad, Charlie. There you go. Put that on your birthday Oregon. wish list. Only $400 a night to stay there. That's bad. not bad. Hmm. I know. It's I fun. did look up like, you know, when they do like the um, the ultimatum or love is blind they always send them to some resort in, like, Mexico or, you know, Cabo or something. I always look up where the resort is just to kind of see, like, oh, that looks fun. You know what I mean? Most of the time, they're not totally out of budget. Yeah. I do the same every time there's a new season of White Lotus. I'm like, yeah. oh, I would what like hotel? to go. Because yeah. they yeah. shoot those at real hotels, resorts. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, I'm ready for the next season of White Lotus. When's that happening? It's right about this time of year that... It's probably the next season came on. No. been pushed back, I'm sure. Oh, because the writer's yes. strike. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Season three. Is Unless that what you're on? Unless they already shot it. it that, looks that's like, what's coming up. Yeah. It said it's anticipated to come out in 2024, but it could come out as late as 2025 thanks to the writer's strike. So I won't have White Lotus this you're Thanksgiving like I did last year. Who knows? Okay. Well, <laughs> this is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda whether it's a breezy zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright chloe blazer for brunch find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com Hi, welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you this morning? I'm great. How are you guys? Excellent. Thank Wonderful. You. Yeah. We want to send you to the land of illusion. You just have to tell us which one of these headlines is the real one, okay? Okay. All right. So is it A? Daycare worker has a meltdown and sprays 12 toddlers with Go-Gurt. Is it B? A flight, is, a flight student threw a tantrum and damaged 10 planes. Or C, driver's ed teacher snaps an abandoned student in middle of interstate for not using his blinker. I think it's C. Did you say B or C? You said C. C, no, not C. It's B. No? It's B. Oh, wow. It's the the really expensive one. Dang. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, if your dad won't... Kids... Here's some advice. If your dad won't let you drive his car, you aren't going to convince him by throwing a fit and trashing it. (laughs) True. A 23-year-old flight school student in Florida was arrested on Monday after vandalizing 10 planes. According to the report, he became angry when instructors would not let him fly by himself. So he went on a rampage. The man was caught on video going from plane to plane, causing damage, uh, like major stuff, damaging Mm. the throttles, 
major stuff. Not good. Uh, the planes have since been grounded until mechanics can assess and fix everything he messed up. You better better make sure. Yep. God. Double check, triple check, and recheck. The student is from India, and the FBI is looking into it. Uh, but the FBI is looking into it because it involves aircraft. Sure. There's no evidence the vandalism was meant as an act of terror. It really seems like he was just pouting. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? The guy paid $50,000 to the school. And he allegedly told investigators that he was trying to get revenge by causing more than $50,000 in damage. Yeah, how does that work? I've, I've read that uh, I've tossed around the idea of maybe taking lessons. You know, like not going to flight school to become a pilot. But, right. Um. But I remember when I was looking into this, this is years ago, they said, oh, you know, you can pay as you go. I mean, yes, it's expensive over time. And mm-hmm. some flight schools would make you pay it all up, up, up front. Like they make you commit to a certain amount of classes. Right. And, you know, it's a huge Commitment. sum of money. And, yep. Yeah. And then like for those who are looking to become professional pilots, I guess that is a big upfront financial investment. But, you know, if you're oh, just yeah. like, you know, a guy like me who's just looking for something fun to do and you know a fun hobby right uh i imagine there are flight schools that don't make you pay that much up front yeah. i think you can just pay for like the hours too jeff like you were saying before like pay as you go kind of thing, yeah right? we live right by the i think it's cincinnati state has a like i don't even know i guess technically is it what airport is right by me in harrison like it has like a real name to it obviously but it's right it has like the Cincinnati State Aviation School kind of like on site there. Yeah, UC and, Claremont has one too, Jeff. They have a program yeah. there. You can go there and learn how to be a pilot. And they have like, I mean, we see these little tiny planes flying over our home and landing all the time. And I think you just can sign up for hours. I was reading Google reviews on, on some of the different flight schools around the area. And, mm-hmm. and one of the reviews was don't go to this place because they won't even talk to you unless like the only reason they'll take your money and take the time to teach you is so that you rent their planes. Oh. If you don't have if you have your own plane, they won't even talk to you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, who and knowing you, exactly. If you're going to get your license, you're going to get your own plane. I don't know about that. I was just <laughs> thinking it'd be fun to do as a hobby, maybe. Right. But, uh, yeah, he. I guess the guy paid $50,000 to the school and allegedly told investigators he was trying to get revenge by causing more than $50,000 in damage, which it sounds like he succeeded because the damage throttles alone could cost the flight school $120,000. Wow. Does insurance wow. cover this kind of thing? I sure would hope so. Jeez. Right? Yeah. Mm. There was another story yesterday that I I meant to get to, and I ran out of time. Let me see if I can pull it up. This kind of surprised me. I'd never heard of this before. There's a city in New Zealand that's dealing with siren battles. Okay. So you've heard of, like, the hooning problem that we've had around here lately, you know, where, like, a, you know, a bunch of cars will block off an intersection oh. and then they, you know, kind of do spin-outs and donuts. and Yeah, the road takeover. Yeah, the road takeover. They call it hooning, I guess. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a different kind of thing where they got these cars decked out in loudspeakers commonly used in emergency warning systems. And... 
you know, we're talking like actual big giant speakers that are mounted to the car, like on the car. Right. So like our big radio speakers? That's great. Like this oh, thing? Oh, these are small compared to like some of the ones I've seen in pictures. Dang. And yeah, they call them siren battles. But instead of blasting sirens, more often than not, they're blaring Celine Dion hits. Oh, this is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Jade is looking for a second date update. She went out with a guy named Henry, and we're going to try to help her out. Hi, Jade. Hi. It's so great to talk to you all. Thank you so much. Happy to have you. (laughs) So tell us about Henry. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we met on Match, and we went out for a really nice dinner together. I just felt good about it. Maybe the best I've ever felt on a date ever. Ever. And... Ever. You yeah. felt good about it going in, or you felt good about him the longer you were on this date? The latter. The longer okay. I was on the date, I was like, oh, my God. You know, I don't know if you all have done this, but I'm the type of person who's made a list of qualities of that I want in a person. And so as the dinner was going on, I was kind of checking them off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know? That's okay. good. That's good to have clarity on what you're looking for. I like it. Yeah. All that being said, now here I am a week later, and... I haven't heard a word from him, and I'm just I'm just so incredibly disappointed. You know, we met at Nick and Tom's and stayed for a couple hours. I thought he was great to talk to, like I said before, smart, funny, everything that, almost everything that I wanted. We seem to be on the same page in so many ways. First of all, we're both divorced. I have a 12-year-old son, and he has two teenage daughters, so right there, it's like, mind blown and (laughs) we both hate tiktok and try to keep our kids off of social media as much as possible so we have the same values in that way we love the Bengals and the reds we even talked about going to a reds game this summer well that sounds fun that is promising yeah yeah we're both teachers so we had a lot to talk about there obviously and we're both lifers on the west side so I really got the feeling he liked me. Like, everything about it was like, okay, great, this guy's into me. Wow, you have a ton in common. I know. I know. I mean, we kept having the same reaction, too, when it was happening. He was like, you're joking. Oh, my gosh. You know, so yeah. it was kind of fun to discover that together. But I don't know. I just, the way he looked at me and he smiled and he walked me to my car and he gave me this really nice hug. I'm a hugger. I love hugs. And I just left there convinced that I would see him again, like 100% sure that I was going to see him again. Hmm. And I texted him the next day and I thanked him for a wonderful night. And he texted me a thumbs up emoji. Mm. 
Oh, that's the worst. And so, mm. Yeah, I haven't oh, tried to no. contact him again because I I don't want another thumbs up emoji. Yeah, so I'm I just know. I'm hoping you can get some answers for me because I'm just devastated at this moment. I don't understand what happened. So oh, when no. you say you both are West Side Lifers, was there a point during the conversation where you're like, hey, you went to Oak Hills? Oh, me too. Do you know so-and-so? Oh, yeah, I know James. And then did you connect people to you? I mean, I'm thinking maybe did someone say something after the conversation? Oh, like somebody talked smack about her? Like, oh, mm. dude, you don't want to date her because of blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. something like that. Yeah. See, I think the thumbs up is he went out on a date with somebody else and he likes them more. So he's just now blowing you off. Like, okay, great. How many days ago was this date? Like a week ago. Okay. So. Because you have, we talk about all of the things you have in common and all of the boxes he checked off for you. I imagine, even if he didn't necessarily write it down, he's probably got some boxes of his own being divorced. And with a child to consider. <laughs> well, with being divorced, you definitely have a very clear opinion on what you do not want. Because it was pretty much most everything that happened in that relationship. Yeah. So I'd be curious to know what his boxes are. Having said yeah. that, we do want to talk to him and we're going to make that attempt. But we got to take a break first. Because I'd really like to know what he thought of you. And if there's any hope for you two in the future, considering you have so much in common and you, you just have similar values and similar backgrounds and all of that, it, it just seems like such a match. But we don't know what we don't know. So we'll take a break. We'll come back, talk to Henry, and get his side of the story. A second date update continues next with Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So Jade met Henry on Match and these two have so much in common. Let's go down the list here. They're both West Siders. Both been married and divorced. They both have kids. They have very similar opinions on things like social media, similar values, similar interests. They're both fans of our Reds and Bengals and, well, who isn't? Right. They had a great dinner, but that was five days ago when she reached out to Henry to thank him for a great evening. He responded with the thumbs up emoji. Yeah, that's not a good sign. No. Since he checked off so many of her boxes, of the things that she's looking for in a relationship, this is worth pursuing. Yeah. So we're going to try to call Henry and see what's going on. Is he be, was, was he wooed by someone else? Was there something about Jade that didn't jive with him? Let's find out. Hello? Hello, can we speak to Henry, please? 
yeah, yeah. This is Henry. Uh, who's this? Henry, it's Jeff, Jen, Fritch, and Tim, and we're all with Q102, the radio station. How are you? Oh, wow. Okay. Is this a like second date update or something? <laughs> good morning. <laughs> something like oh, that. Oh, good morning. Yeah, damn. Okay. Good morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. A little caught off guard, but good. Uh, I listen to you guys sometimes. We appreciate that. What's going on? So we spoke to a friend of yours, and she sounds very nice. Her name is Jade. I think you went out with her recently, and she had uh, a lot of great things to say about you. You want to hear them? Uh, sure. You're smart, funny. Mm. You seem to share a lot of her values. You two have a lot in common. You're both from the same part of town. And I think she would love to see you again. But- yeah. So really, uh, I don't, I don't know if this is a big deal or not, but I, I have a thing about nails. About nails? Yeah, and she's got these really long, painted, sharp fingernails. Mm. Oh, did she have them at a painted. at a point like Cardi B? Yeah, they're all painted and decorated, and I was just so distracted by them, like the whole time. I couldn't help but keep thinking, like, how, how does she wipe her butt? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, like, what if she I wonder the same thing. I do. Or change a baby. You know, I had long nail. I used to have them longer. And then when I had Jacob and would change diapers and would get poop under my nails. Oh, it's the worst. That's when they were gone. That's that why I it. didn't. I went a good solid, what, Four years yeah. without them, I just without got them back. You've got little kids. I don't yeah. know how you do it. Like, I always am laughing when I see people like Cardi B and famous like Kylie Jenner, and they have kids, and they're like, oh, yeah, I change all the diapers. I'm like, mm. not with them nails, you don't. Nope. Okay, yeah, like, so. If, she, if the, she dug those things in my back during sex, she would literally kill me. Oh, Ooh. God. Some people that think that's exciting. Though, I was going to say, probably really good back scratcher. So are you honestly telling us that with all of the things you two had in common and I mean, this was a dinner that lasted for a couple of hours. So obviously you two had a good time. I'm assuming you had a good time. Yeah. I mean, look, I thought she was great. I mean, I just couldn't get past your fingers. I, I, I I just couldn't. What? I'm sorry. I don't mean to be hung up on this, but I understand the nails are probably a little longer than what you're used to. And so in your mind, you're thinking these could be problematic in certain circumstances. But are you sure that's just it and, and there's not something else? No, I mean, that's it. I mean, we, we talked about playing pickleball, you know, for example, and they're just they're so long. I don't know how, you know, she would ever even grip the paddle. You know, bowling is definitely out. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't, I don't you know. You just saw all the things you wouldn't be able to do because it just wouldn't be physically possible. I mean, have you seen how they're doing, like, nails are like a couple inch, like an inch yeah. or more past the finger, and, and they file them into a sharp point, and they look like claws. And I think right. they look pretty, though. They're just, they're it's pretty the length. just functional. Yeah, it's the mm-hmm. length to me. Like, how, how are you holding down a job? Henry, did you ask Jade about the nails? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, well, let's ask her since we got her on the line, Jade. I'm just curious about the nails. How long are they? Okay, yeah, they're 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 longer, like way longer than I normally have them. So not to be dense, but are they real or are they like press no, on? Are they easy no, to remove? No, 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 no. Yeah, they're totally removable, and it's just so funny because I literally could not do anything with those nails, and I don't even have them on anymore. 
my niece is a nail tech and she does nail art and she was entering this contest and she had asked me to be a model for her. So she did my nails and took a bunch of pictures like the day before our date. And I just hadn't had the time to go back to her to get them taken off. But they're mm. totally gone now, and it's not a thing I do regularly. I actually hated it. And my nails are actually usually short enough to bowl and play pickleball, no problem. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I thought about bringing it up and making fun of it, but I also know that it's kind of, like, stylish right now, so I didn't know if he was into it. So I didn't want to, like, make it a thing if it was something he liked. He didn't want to crap on something Well, he might I be imagine into. you were probably waiting to see if he said anything, too. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like the one thing I didn't like, and I, I but I didn't want to point it out because I didn't want to make it a thing. So this is so funny. I mean, is that is that really <laughs> the only issue you had, Henry? Was the nail thing? Be honest. Jeff thinks there's more here. Oh, I think you're great, and that was it. It was just to me, it was so weird. Like the nails just did not even align with your personality. I didn't, I didn't get it. You know, See, if that was off. bothering me, I so would have brought it up. What would you have said? I just would have been like, so tell me about the nails. I mean, they're beautiful. Is, I believe is that. Is this something that you, like, do you wear these all the time? You would have been like, so what's up with the nails? When are you getting those off? Well, I wouldn't have frightened you like that, but I would have done a little subtle recon to try to gauge how important they were to her. Whether or not this was a permanent fixture. I know what you're talking about, though, because I get my, my nails done and my nail tech is amazing at nail art. I don't do it, but she, I've seen stuff on her Instagram pages where she like will paint like baskets of strawberries on people's nails and it looks so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I and I and I know nail techs that enter competitions. I yeah. mean they can you can win quite a you bit of money, of money, I think, doing that. Right. So well, do we know how your niece did? Did she win anything? She actually got second place. Nice. So I was really proud of her, which they give her a little they give you a little money with it. So she oh, that's she's nice. gonna use that toward her supplies and stuff. So I was right. I was very happy for her. At least it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. You know. Nice. All right. so. I don't want to put anybody on the spot here, Henry, but we're presenting you with an opportunity. If you guys want to go out again, we'd be happy to pay for it if that's something you'll agree to. But I want to make sure that you genuinely are interested enough to go out with Jade <laughs> and that there isn't some yeah, other you know issue what? besides I, the nails. I feel so much better about it now. And that's sweet that she was doing it for her. So that's that was really fascinating how it just takes one thing out of all these good qualities to weigh against. You're like, yep. Yeah. Kept all these boxes, but yeah. <laughs> those nails, though. Yeah. Yep. I would definitely pop in, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, Jade, are you still in? Are you still interested in, in seeing Henry again? Definitely. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. For sure. Great. Sounds like a plan. We'll set it up. Henry, you'll be hearing from Jade since she's the one who made the call. Thanks for taking our call. And best of luck to you both. Keep in touch with us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you all so much. You bet. All right. If you need a little help with the second date update, just send us an email, Jeff and Jen, at WKRQ.com. Okay, coming up in about 30 seconds. Make that 40 seconds. <laughs> all right, 50. All right. In about a minute, <laughs> we kick off round two of Shop Till You Drop. So while we're doing traffic, hop on WKRQ.com and get your brand new, perfectly clean cheat sheet. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102.
Uh, before we get to those stories, let's talk about the holidays. You have to be a little crazy to host holiday get-togethers with family and very patient. So it's not surprising that some hosts already have the whiteboard out, mapping out where everyone is going to sit, kind of like it's the Grammys, you know? I just sent out our uh, Thanksgiving invitation yesterday, kind of letting everyone know, like, How many people are, oh, is that on you? Well, yes and no. So we hosted our house for about 30 to 40 people, just depending. But it's more of like an open house. But things are getting a little hectic here at work as far as like the schedule is concerned. Yeah. So I didn't want to like forget sending it out. But my dad cooks most, if not all of the food. And then people bring like desserts or drinks, et cetera. But we always do it kind of like an open house. Okay. So you're not having to do all that cooking and. No, no, no. But I do all of the cleaning and all of the, the all, prep of, all of all the prepping for everybody. Yeah, to it's still a lot imagine of work. having that many people. Yeah, that just is insane. I actually thrive in it. Yeah, I, it's I love your it. environment. Yeah, yeah. you sure. and Kristen. Well, I enjoy having all of the people I love around me at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Like I like, and it's out. It's my family. Scott's family, and then our sister-in-law, we invite, like, her mom and her sister and Mm -hmm. their kids like that. Because I'm just like, come Come on, on come everybody. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, all the kids are coming home for Thanksgiving. And mom and dad will be over. Oh, wonderful. So we'll have a a full dining room. Oh, yeah, and Kristen's probably already cooking out the menu, isn't she? We are sourcing that out. Yeah. Oh, nice. Kroger, huh? That's great. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, there's a new survey out on holiday gatherings, and 59% of people said they enjoy hosting guests in their home. But about 75% are stressed about it, and the big concern is making sure everyone is having fun and entertained and is taken care of. Uh, 32% of hosts, about a third, get pretty stressed out over that. And then a similar amount always worry about what food to serve or having the house cleaned up in time. There's also drinks and decorations and things like that. And you want the house to look good and be clean. And Others are concerned about having enough room and make, making sure no one damages anything. Damages anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And 9% of people are already thinking about seating arrangements. So there you go. Break yeah, out the whiteboard. We just have two really long white tables and then like a six top and i just feel like go wherever you want you know find your place Mm -hmm. figure it out pick it yeah uh so this has been gaining steam the last few years i've been a proponent since day one but every year they just stick to the old way maybe this year will be different strong opinions on both sides should we change halloween so it always falls on the last saturday in october absolutely not why not? Because there should be some fun stuff to do during the week. Just okay. because it's a weekday doesn't mean you can't have fun. Sit yes, at it home does. And do homework and wait <laughs> yes, till the does. next day. No. You got to get up as early as we got to get up. Yes, it does. Doesn't matter how late we stay up; it still blows. I go yeah. both ways on this. Like the <laughs> parent in me is like absolutely because I hate the rustling, the rustling around of like it's ru- when it's in the during the week. Well, getting everything done, getting back to the uh-huh. house, trying to get you to not eat a thousand grams of sugar right before bed, so then you go to your room and you're like, ah! you know, all of those things. But then also, I'm kind of a purist like Tim. I feel like you got to do Halloween on Halloween. Also, Saturday night, I got other stuff I want to do. Yeah, from the perspective of the kid, 
you want it you want it on Halloween. Yeah, but from from the parents' perspective, I get it. It would make trick or treating easier. And we already do it with other holidays. Thanksgiving is always the third Thursday in November. Memorial Day is always the last Monday in May. Yeah. And the main argument against it is it's always been the 31st. Why would you change that now? Yeah, it's like moving St. Patrick's Day to a Saturday. It's All like Hallow's we, Eve. It's before All Saints Day. Yeah. There's yeah. a history to it. There's a reason why. Back in 2018, the Halloween and Costume Association launched a change.org petition to try to make it happen. It racked up over 150,000 signatures since then. So, you know, there's quite a few people who are into the idea, but there's no actual plan in the works to do it. If we did make Halloween the last Saturday in October, it would fall on the 28th this year, the Mm -hmm. 26th next year, and the 25th in 2025. That feels early. Yeah, assuming we don't make a change, the next time it falls on a Saturday is in 2026. And you better soak it in that year because it's not going to happen again until 2037. Wow. In other news that didn't make the news this morning, remember the first time you had a McFlurry from McDonald's and you tried to use the spoon as a straw? Yes. Well, kids will no longer suffer that embarrassment. McDonald's has announced that they're phasing out the McFlurry spoons. Oh, why? Uh, not because they're confusing, but because they want to use less plastic. Okay. McFlurry spoons are large with a hollow handle so they can connect directly to a blender and be used to mix your McFlurry together. Going forward, McDonald's says the McFlurry machines will have a reusable spindle that's swapped out and cleaned after each McFlurry is made. That will allow them to nix the big spoons and replace them with the smaller black spoons that are already handed out with its Sundays. Wow. Always looking for a way to... Make the world a better place? Well, I was going to say save money, but sure. Back to Halloween. It's one of those times kids get to go crazy on candy, but be careful with certain types, especially if you've got a toddler running around. Coming up after the break, 15 Halloween treats you should not give a toddler. As your news that didn't make the news continues. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I guess this is, you know, the one time kids get to go crazy on candy, right? Yeah. Halloween. Some, yeah. Or Most, yeah. Easter, too, I guess. Yeah, Easter, Christmas sometimes, too. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, let's add Christmas <laughs> well, to Well, and yeah. Valentine's Day. It's all Valentine's all right, Day. Valentine's Day. And then Sweetest Day, I and, forgot. Right, and then don't forget your birthday. True. Okay, well. Oh, this is, this, I, this for me, this is where diets always die. Yes. Is when we get around Halloween and mm-hmm. all it takes is one Reese's peanut butter cup and <laughs> I'm done. You're one peanut butter cup away I'm from one a total peanut, meltdown. Peanut butter cup away <laughs> of a winter of packing on a good 15 to 20. If I'm you know, here. Tim and I always talk about this because this is also the season where you start eating all the comfort foods and oh, drinking yeah. beer. Uh, potato and... soup. Doesn't potato soup oh, just oh, yes. oh, little bacon bits and stuff? Yes. Chilies. Oh, even French onion soup. 
See, I think there's some mm. sort of cycle, uh, some sort of uh, subconscious thing as humans, at least in my heritage, that <laughs> I am nonstop hungry around this time of the year. Doesn't matter how much stuff is in my stomach. There's room for more. I yeah. can't. It's primal. Fill my. It's, it's, it is, and I think it's because you got to find a cave and get fat because you got to survive till March, and I don't want to die. <laughs> I think there's some, some, some. There might be, you know, there could be some past life stuff working that's in what there I'm too. Saying. Yes, absolutely. Us and, humans used to follow the food source across planetary. the frozen tundra. Yes, and it's planetary, <laughs> and we are going into the darkness. This is the dark tide. That there is more darkness than there is light. We uh, we got a at least one groundhog who's been uh, snatching up all the buckeyes in our backyard, loading up oh, yeah. for the oh, season, getting fun. ready to hibernate. They like your yard. Oh yeah. Buckeyes? Oh, it's oh, a big wow. one. There's lots of them because we got two big giant buckeye trees in the back. Cool. That's cool. Those are, cra- those are I didn't awesome know trees. that. So I wish I had a buckeye. They're I want pretty a buckeye too. Tree. Yeah. That wow. groundhog is big. I was like, man, that's Punk's Tony Phil right there. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little vacation to Ohio. <laughs> Anyway, uh, someone talked to a pediatrician to find out which Halloween treats are and are not okay for really young kids. Uh, We're talking specifically kids under the age of four. They started with a list of 25 very popular Halloween candies and snacks, and 15 of them, they say, should not be given to kids under four because these are choking hazards. Yeah. It's not all-inclusive, but here are the 15 candies they say to avoid. M&M's, peanut M&M's, mm. Reese's Pieces. You mm-hmm. see why? Obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, easy to choke on. Twizzlers, yeah. for obvious reasons. Gummy bears, Skittles, uh, even Milk Duds. I Whoppers. love a good Milk Dud. Jawbreak. Those are dangerous. Mm-hmm. I about choked on a yeah. Jawbreaker when I was a kid. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Especially those big ones. Yeah, blow pops, Tootsie Pops, Jolly Ranchers, you know, things like that. Sour, oh, crap. I got a bunch of Sour Patch Kids. Oh, way to go. You're going to choke the children. Sour Patch Kids. All right, I won't give those to the little kids. Got to pay attention. Put them in a separate bag. Yeah. Mm. Hot tamales, candy corn, things like that. Candy corn, to me, is the most gross thing on earth. Yeah, I like it. It just looks, it's like wax to me. It looks like Colored yellow teeth, wax Do teeth. you like the, how about, not the candy corn ones, but the ones that are little like pumpkins. the little pumpkins the and the little bananas. Jen the likes the autumn right. I do. I like yes. the bananas and the pumpkins. Those are the good. The banana? Oh, yeah. I love the banana. I don't fresh. even like the texture of it. Jeff, do you like nerds? The candy nerds? I don't know. Do I like nerds? I don't, I don't know if you do or not, but somebody was telling me, and I have to go get them, that nerds now makes a candy corn, so it's just like the... I think the texture of the candy corn, but it tastes like nerds. So it doesn't like, it's like really good candy corn, but nerd candy corn. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. In general, kids are less likely to choke on something if they have, if they have to take a bite out of it. Right. So, so chocolate candy would actually be good in this case because chocolate melts away and shrinks. But I wonder if the chocolate with, like, a lot of gooey stuff. Like, is a Snickers bar not great? Because, you know, there's that caramel in there that does require a little bit of chewing and the nuts. You know, is a milk, is a is like a Three Musketeers maybe better? Uh, they say the 10 treats that are safer for kids under four include Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Twix, Snickers, Kit Kats, Butterfingers, Hershey Bars, Milky Ways, Animal Crackers, Cookies in General, 
And cupcakes. Yeah. That'd be fun. Oh, God. That is the awesome. Reese's, though, that gives out don't you feel like with the peanut allergies, though, they don't really tell you to give peanut butter to kids under what, two, yeah, I think it is, it, or one. They do say that, and they then change they change it, and they're like, if you don't, you know, they're more likely to be allergic to it if you don't introduce it young, so who knows what the real deal is there. I knew we would get an email. That's why I yes, mentioned that. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> It's consult with your physician. Also, what's interesting, Jeff, about that list is like, I feel like we always give kids fruit snacks, like four year olds fruit mm. snacks. And that's essentially a gummy bear. Pretty don't much. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Not so as that's, good. That's but... interesting that that's on the list. I just smile every time I think about Kit Kats. The f- <laughs> because the first, Me too. Five, the first five years of my life, <laughs> I spent at my grandparents' house while my parents worked. And there was literally a bar right across the street from my grandparents' house. And my grandpa went there all day. He sat at the bar and drank beer all day. And I would go, I would go. How old was grandpa when he passed? Grandpa was 72, I think. Damn. 72. Oh, but he was sick for a long time. He had black, he worked in the coal mines. He had black lung disease. He had, I mean, he was a mess. But I would go and I would sit at the bar with him. And this is a very vivid memory for me at like three and four years old, walking over to the bar and mm-hmm. sitting at the bar with my grandpa. And he would order me a Mountain Dew and a Kit Kat. Oh, yes. And I would sit at the ah, bar with cool him memory. while he drank his beer. And I'm eating Kit Kats and drinking Mountain Dew. How were your dental visits? <laughs> Let's oh, talk about that. Right. This was after my grandmother and I walked to the store and she would give me a little brown paper bag. And let me fill it with as much candy as I wanted. And I would fill it up. And this was every day. And she would buy me this huge bag of candy. We'd go home. She'd make me coffee, which was basically just cream with a splash of coffee and a whole bunch of sugar in it. (laughs) Then give me a plate full of whipped cream. And I would sit in front of the TV watching soap operas, eating all of my candy, drinking, drinking your my candy. coffee, and Honest my to plate God, of They should have cast her in Willy Wonka. <laughs> man. She would have been perfect. Oh my God. This is, she could have been Veruca Salt. I wonder why oh I have God. issues with sugar. Is this your mom's mom? <laughs> my dad's The dad makings mom. of a sugar addict. <laughs> this is how you do it. Now, if Tim shows up at your doorstep in costume, he would like Necco wafers. Okay. I would eat them. Necco wafers have been around since 1847. And there's always been the eight original flavors that exist today. You got chocolate, cinnamon, clove, mm. lemon, mm. licorice, lime, orange, and wintergreen. But if you go back to the original advertisements of the early 1800s, there was once a ninth flavor, and it was peppermint. It is unclear why peppermint was dropped in the 1930s. But I imagine it could have been because along with wintergreen, there was just too much mint. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like they decided, they kept- yeah, like, do we need this? We already got the wintergreen. Let's make a call. Pick one or the other. Yeah. We'll but go with wintergreen. clove? <laughs> I like what? clove. Interesting choice. You got to think of what the tastes were in those days. Like what it takes me back to when I thought I was smoking real cigarettes when, you know, in high school, we would like rip a clove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gross. Um, earlier this morning, I played a bit from comedian Lewis Black. We were talking about candy corn, and he loves candy corn about as much as I do. Candy corn? Um, they're using the word I, candy. You describe is wrong. Using the word corn is wrong. It does not taste like candy nor corn. It tastes like something that was made out of oil. 
You could take all the bags of candy corn and actually, if you melted them down, you could run a car. <laughs> all the candy corn that was ever made was made in 1914. <laughs> they never had to make it a guess. We never eat enough. We only eat two or three or four pieces every time. Literally after Halloween, the candy corn companies send out their minions. And they go from garbage can to garbage can and collect the corn and throw it back in the bags. And it appears next year. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Thank you. Good, good, good. What you uh, what you got on the schedule today? What are we up to? What do we have to get done? Um, what are we knocking well, out? Right. Today we're heading to work, and then tonight it's soccer practice. Oh, man. Nice. Is soccer season getting ready to wrap up? Yeah, the last games are this weekend. I'm super bummed about it. Yeah. How's the season going? Uh, really well. How old is your Thanks. little player? Uh, 12. Oh, so you've got a few more years. It's not like it's almost oh. over. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, he eats, sleeps, breathes soccer, so he's already fretting about what he's going to do for the winter because soccer's over. Uh, isn't there an indoor soccer league? There are indoor yeah. soccer clubs. Yeah, think, right. Though there's one in Westchester, I know. Yeah, there's soccer. Yeah, City he, <laughs> he's already begging me to sign him up for those. So. All right. Well, get on it, mom. <laughs> Take care of it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and those don't come cheap. No, 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 no. This thousand dollars could go a long way towards yes. indoor soccer. You there betcha. you go. <laughs> there All right. you go. Let's make it happen. Let's try to win you a thousand dollars. I'm going to open up this envelope. We're going to reveal your letter. You'll have 30 seconds to answer 10 questions that begin with that letter. Remember, you can't use the same answer more than once. And the key to winning is to pass as quickly as possible. Jeez. You will ultimately end up answering more questions that way. But hey, you know, you. Play with whatever strategy works for you. Yes. Let's go, baby. Yeah. All yes. right. All right. You got the letter M. M. As in, in Marion. 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 Yep. I was thinking Monster Man. Marianne or Marion? Marion. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Mary Ann. Mm, Mary Ann. That's okay. Right. It gets confused all the time. It's <laughs> hard to hear on the phone sometimes. Or yeah. soccer match. <laughs> All right, we got right. 30 seconds on the clock, and I'm not going to start that timer, damn it. All right. Not until you finish asking the first question. Because right. I want Marion to get her full 30 seconds. That's right, Marion. You deserve okay. each and every second. Okay, here we go with the letter M. Something that you would never pay money for. Oh, pass. Something spicy. Meat. Something black. Mercedes. A fast food. McDonald's. Something plastic. Milk jug. A name. Marion. An office supply. Memo holder. A store. Pass. An Michael. Adge- an adjective. Um, pass. Something you cut. Mm. Marshmallows. Ah! Ah! You could have said magic for adjective. He was magic. I don't know. Magical. Magical. 
Um, Michael's was good. Yeah, oh, Michael's I was thinking was Marshall's too. Marshall's. Oh, Marshall's is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. you hate spending money on. Yeah, something you never pay money for. You could have said Mercedes there, and yeah. then for a car, you could have said <laughs> Mazda. I was going to say money. I can't spend money on money, but that's I was right. like, that's weird. Yeah. Right. Well, that's where the letter it. U would have come in handy because then you can say underwear. Uh-huh. <laughs> True. Who likes spending money on underwear? Yeah. It was hard and easy because some of your answers were good for like multiple things. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But no, you did. Some of those questions were great. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. And your yep. pass rate's pretty good, too. Yeah. Your pass rate. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We have a new term now, your pass rate. Right. I don't think I've ever heard you <laughs> use that before. I was feeling very good about your pass rate. Your pass you quotient. Be proud of your pass rate. That's right. Your pass rate was good. <laughs> yep. We're developing a terminology. Yes, the 1K letter of the day. Mm-hmm. Glad I can contribute. <laughs> well, we hope you have a lovely Thursday and a great weekend. Thank you. You as well. And we'll do it again, hopefully sooner than later. All right. Have a good day, guys. You, you too. Bet. See you. Bye. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Home game. Jamie, be home in time for curfew. Jamie, be home in time for curfew. Since this is the last home game where my daughter will be in attendance as a Highlander student, Jamie, I love you. Uh, Thank you for letting me share this with you. And for the last time, Jamie, be home in time for curfew. And go! Sweet. That's cute. That is cute. I'll be like, thanks, Dad, but I'm right, not going to be home in time for curfew. <laughs> it's not happening. He's probably yeah. that same dad that would, like, dress up when she would get off the bus every day in, like, fun costumes. It yeah. builds character. Hey, there's nothing more fun than embarrassing your kid. I, I just think that's such a rite of passage for them. And I think that it's just so much fun as a parent to figure out what it is. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing oh, yeah. to and them. Like, all your friends appreciate it way more than you do. Oh, God, yeah. Your, your friends, friends think it's great. Oh, my, they think your oh. dad's the coolest dad. Oh, my! all of my <laughs> friends loved my dad. Loved him. Yeah. What age does that happen God. where you start embarrassing your kids? Like, middle right school, now, as middle school. For so, sure. So, my kid's six. So, I still have, what, about five, six years left? You can start. Maybe. You can start trying now. Well, she doesn't really get embarrassed. I find like now if I just dance. Not in, yet. Yeah. Like right. if I dance in public, to me, it kind of gives her confidence that she can dance too and uh-huh. be silly. Oh, that's cool. So we're still kind of in that part where she'll look at me and I'm like, yeah, girl. So maybe junior high, like once she enters junior high, if if like because that's the age where you sort of as, as an you adolescent, you cool. become super self-conscious, right? Yeah. Yeah. Third, fifth, sixth, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. And everything you do is <laughs> a, reflection a reflection on her. Yeah. So do not embarrass me, mom. Mm-hmm. Mom, you're embarrassing me. Stop. I heard you talking about me on the radio again. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm guessing about sixth grade. Yeah. If you tell one more person that I used to hold my poop, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's so funny that was actually uh i was at a conference with a bunch of other radio people who do morning radio like we do and i forget where the woman was from but there was a there was a female co-host of a morning radio show in some other state 
like, I don't know, Las Vegas or Dallas or someplace. And she was saying that, you know, talking about her kids, with she, I mean, she would do it all the time because yeah. it was such great on-air content for her show. Right. You know, like when you talk about Jacob or yeah. when you talk about Penelope, it's mm-hmm. entertaining and it's relatable and it's cute and... You know, we it, it's how we all feel connected. Well, this kid reached a certain age and forbid her mother to ever utter her name on the radio again. <laughs> that would suck. And it turned out to be like a big, huge blowout between the two of them because mom's point was, hey, that's my job, which yeah. pays my bill, which pays our bills, by the way. Yes, which keeps you in designer clothes. Right. <laughs> You know, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And, and I guess it got so bad, like it turned out that mom eventually caved and said, I got to lay off it for a while because it's really like, wow. you know, the kids, you know, at school, they're just like, oh, I heard your mom saying, blah, 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 yeah, about well, it. And, sure. you know, like being a kid and having to navigate that is hard enough. Right. Without that, yeah. even if it is harmless in mom's eyes. So. Yeah. Yeah, but she could get made fun of for that kind of stuff, and you don't want that as a mom. No. Like you're essentially like, like causing bullying without meaning to. Well, exactly it's, right. It's, it's difficult to decide what to share and what not to share. Oh yeah, because so many times the funniest stuff is the stuff that they may not want you to share. Oh yeah, yeah. and so it's you know it's been really tough for me because Jacob hasn't been able to tell me, yeah, mom, you, you, that's fine to talk about, or mom, you know, shut up, please. I haven't gotten any of that, but I will say this because there was an announcement earlier this week that another morning show in town is retiring, Chris and Jindy. Oh, yeah. And Jacob caught wind of this news, and he's become very concerned about me retiring and has made it very clear that I am going to be working at Q102 until I die. Oh. <laughs> so, I suppose, oh. well. I suppose I can take that as he's not, that whatever I'm doing is okay. That's so funny. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, he's and he has brought that up multiple times. Oh, wow. Plus, yes. he likes coming here. Maybe that's why. He loves He probably feels here. like, well, I don't get to go there anymore if mom doesn't work oh, there. Oh, I know. Well, yeah. with the way mom spends money, she probably will have to. So. <laughs> I know. Don't worry, honey. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. That's Unless funny. you get this card business. Yeah. I know. This woman was like, the, the hardest part about it was suddenly I had to come up with different content. content. Like, right. I, I didn't wow. even know. What am I supposed to talk it about was, now? Like, it was so much of her content. Yeah. She was like, I didn't even know what, what to say or where to go with this. Because yeah. even yeah. every story, she'd be like, oh, one time I, uh, I can't go there. Yeah. <laughs> that had to have been hard. Yeah, yeah but it's also got to be hard because... Like, I think I want to raise my kid working in radio because you get to do a lot of fun stuff. And the fact that I wouldn't be able to share that with the listeners would be hard. Yeah, I mean, he loved, he loved it when we had our tailgate, our Taylor our Swift Taylor tailgate Swift party. party. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. He was in seventh heaven. Yeah. We got to go to that. He, you know, when we go to Blink and we're in the parade. And- that was the other thing she tried to leverage. You know, she said, think of all the free things you've gotten into and all the concerts that you've gone to on my dime, you know, yeah. with my connections and stuff. Still and nothing there? She was like, never again. <laughs> wow. It makes me wonder what kind of story yes. she was sharing. Yeah. You know? there was probably it was probably one. harmless stuff, too. It was probably mostly harmless stuff. Yeah. But 
A sixth takes grader, though, when... that could be very different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, yeah. But we think it's harmless. And the point was made, the day will come where that ban is lifted. You know, sure. when she gets reaches a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. She once she's off in college and not listening anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, once. That's what you're hopeful for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you hope you hope when they're, you know, 17 that if you're telling stories about them back when they were 3 that it's not a they big won't care. deal. She'll but... be retirement age by the time that happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my so. kid hates right now about me working here is how I know all of the music played on the radio. She's like, "What song do you not know?" Like she wants to play a song in our car that we don't know the words to or know the artist. And so then I was like, well, I don't really know a lot of, like, heavy metal. Do you want to listen to that? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. So you she flipped wants on to, Lincoln like, Park and she knew that. She wants that. to stick it to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so I just said, you know, hey, Siri, play some heavy metal. And it comes in the whole car. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> and I said, well, do you like it? And she goes, no. And I go, well, me neither. That's why I don't know any of the words. And she, oh, God, now it's going to play it. Yeah, something like that. But that's, you know, so that was kind of like me proving to her and her proving to me. Yeah. All right, here's another fun mom-child moment. This is a mom. This is a mom asking her young son what her name is. What's my name? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't know. (laughs) What was my name when I was little? Heidi. What is my name now? I don't know, Mom. I don't know what your name is. So my name was what when I was little? Heidi. And what is my name now? Mom? <laughs> what when you me? want my attention and I'm not paying attention to you. Mother? What do you? What else do you say and I tell you that's not polite? Mother! And Heidi Bavin. Well, your name's Heidi right now? <laughs> what? What? I called you Heidi because that was your name when you were younger. I didn't know it was your name right now. That's the reason I called you Heidi. Every time I say Heidi, you always look at me. Because it's my name. Oh. <laughs> She's like, where did I go wrong with this kid? <laughs> That's so funny. For sure. Yep. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, say hi to Ryan Adams, our new Best Friends Club member. What's up, Ryan? Ryan. <laughs> How are you? Good. I'm not looking forward to starting work today. But thank God tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like a bunch of meetings today or crap going on or fires to put out or something? No, just it's been one of those weeks with all the students. I'm a sign language interpreter at a high school, oh. so I actually have two deaf students that I work with and it's been a it's been a week of just teenagers. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. What a fun job though. How cool is that? Yeah, I definitely enjoy it, and it's. I'm so happy I found. I don't feel like I work except for when everybody is absolute insane because seventh and eighth graders are their own special breed. Yeah, yeah I'll bet. So true. That would be like if I were a teacher. Those would be the last grades that I would be willing. to oh, yeah. Interact. I would rather have twenty five five year olds in a kindergarten class than oh, I yeah. would five middle school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you met any of these kids, you would say the exact same thing. Like, nope, I always give kudos to the teachers that work with them because I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm here, and then I leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, we're Ryan, all... what kind of a student were you as a kid growing up? Like, were you were you good at math, science, or social studies? Were you kind of a goof-off? What kind of kid were you? I was considered the goody two-shoes because I always had straight A's until I got to high school, um, but I wasn't really challenged in school, so 
I got to do pretty much whatever I wanted because I always got my work done. So what but I you... was good at languages and English and reading, mm -hmm. math and science, not so much. So what happened in high school? You just like. I finally was challenged up until my freshman year. I was never challenged in really any mm. class that I took in school. So oh, then by I the see. time I got to high school, yeah. yeah. And then really I took college classes. Yeah. Wow, nice. that's crazy. Wow. Uh, it says here, you know, seven different languages. <gasps> wow. Yes, that's <laughs> how smart she is. Oh, wow. <laughs> what are the and seven? I took most of those in college. So, français? Uh, oui. <laughs> what are the seven languages? So... English, obviously, because it's the first language. Um, Spanish, French, German, Russian, Somali, and obviously American Sign Language. Wow. What was that? Tamale? Somali. Oh, Somali. Somali. Oh, okay. I mm -hmm. thought you said Tamali. I'm like, what? Tamali? I speak Tamali, too. <laughs> so talk to me about Somali. Like, when you chose these languages... Did you have anything in mind other than just the challenge of learning the language? You just thought it would be cool or you had plans to someday Somali use it for was something? A, so I wanted to be some kind of interpreter translator when I was younger. Oh. I just had no idea in what language. So I went to Ohio State up in Columbus and I just decided to start taking random languages. And I settled on um, sign language after meeting deaf people as a kid and just kind of I picked up some of it there. But German, I'd always had a fascination, and I've been over to Europe quite a few times. Um, I liked French because I didn't take it in high school. So right. Somali was just one of those random ones that was like, you know what? This is interesting and weird. And they actually double everything. So, like, how we can put vowels together like A and E, yeah. they can't be different. They have to be E, E, or A, A. Oh, interesting. So mm -hmm. what would you say was the easiest language you learned? The easiest? Oh, Probably like what was the the closest to English? The least chat. Well, no, I was going to say like out of all those languages, what was the least of your challenges? I would say German, surprisingly, but German's actually really close to English, so most say, people go, "Ew, German!" <laughs> really, because German, I, I've been told, is a really difficult language to learn. Yet you say it's mm -mm. closest to English. How so? Yeah. Because we're actually a Germanic language. So where we branch off of English and German are actually Germanic languages, whereas Spanish and French are your romance. And then you have like Russian, Ukrainian are the Cyrillic alphabet. That one was actually really hard because it's a whole other alphabet. Yeah. And then sign I just picked up over the last seven, eight years. <laughs> when you use the term German Germanic language, is that rooted in the words themselves or the structure of the sentences or both? Both. So it's kind of like where we kind of like how certain languages come from Latin and other come from Greek. I see. Huh. Interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, you just obviously have an aptitude for it. Uh, yeah, that was what I was good at. And math and science, I suck in most of the time. <laughs> Yeah, right. my French teacher used to say that certain people just had an ear for language, and that's definitely mm -hmm. you. Yeah, that's uh. why I can pick them up, and everybody's always asked me for years, how do you keep them straight? I don't know. Like, I picked up Italian. I went for two weeks for a vacation um, with my husband when we were dating, and my cousin was stationed over there, and we just city hopped, and I spoke Italian most of the time when I would talk to the locals, and they're like, uh. are you Italian? I'm like, no, but thank you. Oh, that's so that funny. That is so cool. cool. That's super cool. So let me ask you this. I uh. took a lot of French in school, and sometimes I would, like, dream in french 
Do you have dreams in like all of the languages you speak? Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird sometimes, but it's like, oh, I understand everything. You wake up and you're like, what was that? <laughs> weird, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't really have like pretty much with all these online courses like you know Duolingo and I mean pretty much they don't have like language schools per se like there's not a place where you go to take intense classes or have like one on one tutors these days anymore right it's pretty much all online now right there's yeah actually... which sucks because it's better to be like interactive but yeah, yeah it's better if you go over there there's a Spanish school in Mount Lookout. There's that Berlitz mm-hmm. language. Yeah, I have a friend too. that took classes and then they hiked South America for two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Wow. That's cool. Well, we need someone like that in the club. We do. Oh, yes, <laughs> for you know, sure. To interpret oh, yes. for all of our international audience members. What if we take the club <laughs> abroad? Well, I mean, Tim was saying yesterday that we have listeners. He was looking at the podcast download statistics. And, I mean, we got listeners in... Australia, you said France, Germany. Mm-hmm. We used to have one in Latvia, although that person went away. Where else? England. Uh, New Zealand was on there. A lot of the European countries, Canada. All right yep. on. <laughs> well, they, I love it when you say all right yeah, on. You really do it well. <laughs> yeah, Tim speaks Canadian. He does. <laughs> Just get a couple it's of bags of me and uh, That's you for know, sure. game if, on. If you <laughs> do give him a couple glasses of some sort of alcohol, it's definitely heightened. Yes. Have you ever thought about maybe like becoming an interpreter at the UN or some some place? Since you obviously that's a possibility, it's definitely a thought, and that's what a lot of people told me um, as I was getting older that oh, you should go and do this, or you, you should could work make for a the fortune. UN or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the club, Ryan Adams. Yes. We're happy to have you. Like you guys, I've literally have listened to you guys for as long as I can remember. Like I've lived in Cincinnati all my life, so I think by the time I was like five or six, listening to the radio with my parents in the car, you guys have always been pretty much at the forefront and literally driving to and from work. You are who I listen to every morning because there's so much stuff between the stories and everything else, and just you guys crack me up most every day in the morning. Yeah, most every day, not every day. But most is that day. even though we only speak English? <laughs> yes. Probably not as exciting if, you know, we like burst into Russian or Italian or something else. But maybe right? you can teach us a few key phrases that we could toss in that would be helpful. There you go. That'll be your first assignment there as a go. Best Friends Club member. <laughs> All right. Well, it was great Definitely talking to you, Ryan. the bad words. Yes, it was awesome talking yeah, to you Yeah, teach us the bad words. That'd be great. That's got, that'd be perfect. <laughs> All right, Ryan. You're going to do great today. Knock him dead. Yep, hopefully no attitude today from any of these teenagers. Don't give Ryan any attitude. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be fun to watch, though, when you're signing to them and you're, like, really mad. Like, I said no attitude. Yep. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you you could go work for the governor and be his, uh, like, television interpreter. That'd be cool. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Yep, they actually had when they had um they had her, they actually had other interpreters that were here to face her. So it's kind of a, a three way chain of interpreting when they did that with the governor. That's cool. Wow. Well, we're happy to have you, Ryan Adams. Welcome to the club. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> All right, take it. You need to talk to her. No, I good? already talked to Ryan. She's gonna stop by and pick up her jersey. Okay. We'll yep. See you. Thanks, Ryan. Yep. Have a good day, guys. See you bye. Yep, you do. Bye. <laughs> that was fun. 
Man, seven languages. That's a lot. I can't imagine. Whew. For her, yeah. She's just got she's got one of those, those genius brains. brains. Because I think I would end up speaking all seven at the same time. I would mm-hmm. pick my favorite version of oh my a word God. and use that one. I kid you. All right. I got to bust on Kristen a little bit. We're so late for a break. But um, when we were in Paris. Oh, God. And she was trying it, and she would be like, oh, the, you know, the waiter would come over, and he would take our orders, and they'd be like, merci. And she'd be like, gracias. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> De nada. She'd be like, oh, buenos dias. No, honey. I said a whole lot to a few people in Germany, and Chris is like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.